0: is the movie segment of We're Drunk and We Know Things. We are in JB's drinking Elvis Juice by BrewDog, one of the many fine beers available in this establishment. And this week we are talking about Naked Gun. That's what I do. I drink... I know things. This month we're talking about Naked Gun. Arguably one of the funniest films in the entire universe. Well, I mean, we really? both love it, right? Oh, I mean, we definitely It's one of the most is. loved
1: films in the entire universe. I think fine.
0: I think top ten. Got to be top ten. No, nowhere Certainly near. Certainly under Airplane.
1: Uh, which is also nowhere near.
0: Oh, no, definitely. We're okay, okay, when
1: uh, let's do a quick run through for those people who haven't seen Naked Gun. They may exist.
0: There is a policeman. His he name. meets a lady, Frank Draban. He meets a lady. Her boss is a heroin smuggler. He needs to stop them smuggling heroin for the first half of the film. But then it turns out that he wants to kill the queen who's visiting Los Angeles or something. And then also something about the Manchurian Canada type style of business. And, you know, and then basically it's, it's, it's an hour and a half of jokes. And there is an extremely thin plot. Um, when was it made? It was made in 19... Uh, in a, in a, in a, Made in 1988. Uh, it was made seven, <laughs> <years after laughs> made seven years after Airplane. Um, the Zucker Brothers' second proper film, I want to say. Although, I mean, I guess Top Secret was made in between. Yeah. Um, and it was a revamp of a TV show that had been cancelled eight years before.
1: A revamp? It's kind of a... Um...
0: I guess it's like a reboot. Yeah, I suppose, like, actually
1: it's, it's like a movie adaptation. Yeah,
0: it's a movie adaptation of that TV show, and it, it, like it reuses so a lot It's a bit of the like Serenity
1: to Firefly. Sure. and it makes so you have Naked Gun to <laughs> Peace <play> Squad.
0: <laughs> but it, it makes it makes Leslie Nielsen a legit superstar. I think that's again, fair. It In makes the nineties, a
1: legit superstar again.
0: I mean, he, he, well, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, but he was. Well, we'll come into that. So yeah, so that's the plot, which is he has to investigate a crime. That is literally it. The whole film is an excuse for puns and visual jokes, and that's and fine. And a fair ton
1: of slapstick. And
0: that's fine, frankly, yep. that is fine. That, I have no
1: problem with that at I all. I
0: very rarely laugh out loud, but this film ruins me with like, the shit that comes up in this film, it's just ridiculous. So originally a lot of the stuff, a lot of the jokes that they come up with were um, worked out in college when they were working, they had a thing called Kentucky Fried Theater. So it was like a live um, KFT. skit. Yep. Nice. It was a, uh, uh, a live theatre thing where they did skits, where they had a um, detective character, where they worked a lot of the jokes out. So a lot of these things had been worked out, and then they made into Police Squad, and then they recycled it all and made it into a TV, fi- TV film. It, d- it sounds like I'm not that enamoured with this film, and I am, but... I don't think it's Azucar's best work, but we'll come on to that perhaps okay. a little bit later.
1: I mean, bear in mind, Peace Squad uh, ran for six episodes. <coughs> I mean, yeah. twelve if you count both titles.
0: Four episodes, um, and it was cancelled. It was. It was. It was cut. It was uh, allowed for six episodes, and it was aired for four episodes before it was cancelled.
1: Oh, right. So, okay. Got you. Um, the six say, episodes I've definitely were seen all yeah, six. Absolutely.
0: Like everybody, everyone's got the DVD. So they made six. Seen six episodes, but they aired four before it was cancelled and I definitely do think that it was aired way before it's time Um, they make a very good point during the uh, commentary of the film which I highly recommend you watch which is to say that it's, it's a TV show that you need to watch like, TV is too often a thing where you watch over the top of your iPad or while you're doing something it's else. It's just you're on in the background. On in no, the no, no, it exactly. requires but you attention. Have, and it's the same with Naked Gun, the same with the film, you have to fucking pay attention. Yeah, because I was,
1: I was watching this with my wife, sure. um, and very early on, firstly, it's amazing, if you've seen this film, it's amazing how much of it you will remember. Sure. Even if you've only seen it a couple of times... Um, but no, I kept having to nudge her to say, no, 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 pay attention, because you're about to miss something that is insanely funny, and it's, and it's always but also really moments. fleeting.
0: And it's always the small moments which are amazing, and it's exactly that, it is, like, blink and you miss it, incredible jokes, like, so it's made for $12 million, and it made $80 million, it's which, not is, bad. which is bananas, really, and only four times it's... Well, let's, we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Well, the second and third one, Merry Mother of God. As I say, based on a TV show from ABC... It failed miserably because people weren't watching TV like they do now. And also, it was opposite Magnum P.I. They were like, oh, it's a cop show. So we'll put it opposite (laughs) as a competitor to Magnum P.I., the most popular TV show of the 80s. Definitely going to... Yeah, so it got cancelled. It got cancelled. It got cancelled. And as I say, a lot of stuff worked on stage. It ended up... A lot of the stuff they worked in the first film... So they shot, like, 16 hours of movie for the first movie, and then we're like, oh, we've got all this stuff left, we'll make a second one, and that's why the second one sucks, because it's all the extra the bits. Rehash of... Rehash, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And they um, they say that they... would you qualify by saying that the first movie that they made, really, the first big movie they made is Airplane. And Airplane is... An actual 100% classic of—I mean, I think, it's so good.
1: Arguably, in terms of cinema comedy, yeah, Airplane is probably in my top three.
0: Yeah, um, 100%. 100%. Nowhere near,
1: by the way, in my general cinema rankings. But yeah, in I terms agree. of cinema
0: comedy, I don't think it's in my top 50 of top films, no. but top comedies, 100%. I mean, Airplane is is ridiculous, and I mean, Leslie Nielsen is so good in that movie, and. Interestingly in in Naked Gun for example what they do is they have Leslie Nielsen as the as the main character and then they surround him with legitimate actors so like George Kennedy who is his partner replacing Alan North from a TV show um, had won an Oscar he, they they replace the, everyone so surrounding him his partner or his boss his partner so sorry Norberg is his partner and Ed is his, is his, is his partner is his boss sorry but um they, re- they surround Leslie Nielsen with legitimate actors to like give the plot legitimacy and make Leslie Nielsen seem silly. And in Airplane, Leslie Nielsen is one of those legitimate actors surrounding Robert Hayes to make the whole thing seem more real and silly. So they really transform Leslie Nielsen, who is a very serious actor, into this like parody king who he became after this movie. A hundred percent like. Carrying around a fart machine the rest of his life, playing the, um, the at his funeral, all of the eulogies were for Frank Drebin, not for Leslie Nilsson. Like, you know, like Leslie Nilsson really became this comedy icon. Because
1: prior to this, Leslie Nielsen, Sean? Sure. had been um, he did the Forbidden, Forbidden Planet. Planet,
0: yeah, Forbidden Planet, which is a sci-fi remake of the Tempest from the fifties. He'd been in, he'd been a. Um, fascist dictator who wanted to take over the world in Mission Impossible. Nice. In episode of Mission Impossible. And he was and in of, the
1: Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, Poseidon Adventure. The original. As like, yeah, like not a, the Incredibly Shit remake.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Quite like, anyway, yeah. Nope. Um, but, he, um, <laughs> but he was a serious actor who did proper serious dramatic I'm guessing roles. he also did some
1: theater stuff and... I would assume so, yeah. to be fair, yeah. No. Um, okay, cool.
0: So it was written in six months uh, with Pat Proft, who is a long-time uh, screenwriting partner with the Zucker Brothers. Um, and originally it was called Police Squad, but Police Academy had come out the same year, oh, so right. they had to change the name because it was too similar. So they changed it to The Naked Gun, because, as they put it, um, it promises something that can never be delivered. It was just, it was just, yeah, let's call it was Naked Gun because it makes no sense and fuck them.
1: Well, it was technically, it was the naked gun from the files of Police Squad, right? So yeah, they yeah, kept, yeah. like, the time. So at least it
0: cut back to it, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So um, after they did Airplane, um, they had a lot of feedback in international markets where they did a lot of wordplay and a lot of puns that um, it just didn't work in Taiwan or China or Russia or whatever, where they just didn't God get the wordplay. So um So they changed it to a lot of visual humour, which is not something that I have actually been... Witness to watching the film, it's all wordplay, but don't I don't know. No, there's
1: a lot of physical physical humour in there. There's a lot of slapstick in there. Um, I like, mean, a lot probably of not more than there is an airplane. And a, and a lot
0: of the big scenes, like the scene where he goes into um, Rob. Um, can, can we just take a moment,
1: by the way, to think? If you don't get the wordplay in Naked Gun,
0: there's no point watching it.
1: no No, what are you making of that film?
0: Well, I actually watched it with uh, my wife, um, and uh, a few years ago I watched it with my wife and a couple of her friends who were all from Poland. And they got me to put the Czech subtitles on, and apparently Czech reads like a parody of Polish, apparently. It's like a weird xenophobic thing that Polish people have, apparently. And they completely ignored the whole film and just laughed along with the Czech subtitles. To the point where I was laughing at totally different points than they were. <laughs> they were just like, "Oh my god, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen," and it was just, I could just print you out the Czech script. I guess it's it, it, it's very weird and like, but a massive part is is not just the obvious visual jokes, but it's Leslie Nielsen's performance. Right, he plays it one hundred percent straight. Oh, it's
1: deadpan throughout.
0: Absolutely, and like, there's no like the scene with him and Norberg when he's talking to Norberg's wife. You know, um, well, we don't know why he's been shot. And, uh, well, it could be a gay lover. Or it could be all that kind of stuff he goes through. And, and the thing of, um, that's not a way to die. Getting a nut spit off by a Laplander. That's a way to go. and All that kind of stuff. Like, but he plays it so straight that it really is, it really is absolutely perfect. He, he's, he's backed up by George Kennedy, who um, was a star of Airport 75. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is one of the movies kind of aped in Airplane. And
1: like the airport disaster movie style. Exactly,
0: which was massive in the 70s. And uh, they wouldn't let him be in Airplane because they were like, "It's too, it, that's too close to the bone to have the actual actors in it. So he begged them and they, they let him into being the actor in um, in Naked Gun. And as I say, he'd won a fucking Oscar at that point. So we've got an Oscar-winning actor backing up Leslie Nielsen, who is essentially just doing fart jokes for an hour and a half. Um And he, apparently, George Kennedy absolutely hated the making of it because he felt that 40 takes of every joke was uh, a bit too much. He didn't really want to do 40 takes of every single version of a joke to get the right one. He was trying to do his lines, because George Kennedy doesn't have any jokes. He delivered a line like, oh, I mean, other than Ted, why?
1: That's not really a joke. It's so, I mean, that is amazing.
0: (laughs) But yeah, but other than that, like, you know, he has to play the straight man and apparently found it very, very frustrating. So the movie itself has got a ridiculous cast. Like I say, they surrounded Leslie Nielsen with an incredible array of legit actors to like legitimize the kind of story, which is paper thin, quite frankly. One of which is the driving instructor.
1: Okay, you know he jumps into who's the car. He?
0: So that guy is John Houseman. So John Houseman is a very, very well-respected actor. John Houseman was Orson Welles's, Orson Welles's, Orson Welles producer. So he produced the War of the Worlds radio play. Um, he <laughs> produced, um, I was to say Casino Royale, Citizen Kane is what I meant. Uh, he produced Citizen Kane. He was very close friends with uh, Orson Welles for a lot of years until they, they fell out. And John Houseman is a very, very well-respected Hollywood figure from that time. And in this movie, he is a person that tells Stephanie to extend your finger. And it's his last film. Oh, he, he died die- like three weeks oh. after he should shed his thing. So... Um, he did this and Scrooge you know the, the you know, Bill, Murray yeah, Bill Murray so he's the guy reading the um, yes yeah yeah, yes. yeah yeah, yeah. he's reading the Charles Dickens books right he's
1: like the, the compound yeah yeah exactly or, he's like the narrator, or,
0: narrator or whatever so it, he filmed these movies he's the movies of in of in a, movie <laughs> he is the corvassier of this film and he is he is in that it's nice and he's good and everything else is terrible so that's his, this is his last film this film is terrible no, It's amazing nope. And I love it And it's map. hilarious But this film is The more I've watched it this week I mean come oh, on Who else I'm will be got on cast? I'm be real I'm going to be real Before we get terrible.
1: into This film is terrible Who else have we got in the cast
0: Well also Weird Al Yankovic is in it Yep So apparently Although so as himself so weird, weird Al, Al loves uh, Airplane so much That he said to the makers I really want to be in a new film And they said okay Well they'll just put you in it As Weird Al So apparently what he did When the film He didn't tell anyone That he was in the film so when, he came, when it came out, he kept going out on dates and taking women to the cinema and <laughs> wearing the shirt that he wears in the film <laughs> but not telling them that he was in it. So he would just appear in the film and they'd be like, oh shit, that, oh shit, that was you, that's you. And he'd be like, you're damn right. Man. <laughs> it's so weird. The only person in the universe who used Nigger Gun to get pussy. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. So good. Well, they did so call so him
1: Weird Al for nothing. Well,
0: indeed, yeah, indeed. And like. Um,
1: also, his arrival, by the way,
0: is so. I mean, rise
1: to one of my favourite but often overlooked um, physical gags in the entire film. Him
0: coming down the, I mean, Drebin coming down the stairs and giving that press conference is.
1: No, no, after that. How do you mean? After that scene where yeah. he's been told. Uh, Frank, Frank, they're, they're not here, here for you. Weird Al. They're here for Weird Al. <laughs> yeah. He gets into the car and they oh. back into a set luggage of luggage truck. trucks so which that, are then parked outside the police station so one scene are there
0: are there are a number of scenes and they, what they call it is um, flucker dialogue a number of scenes where it doesn't actually matter what the fuck they are saying to each other no. or what is happening in the scene at all it serves no purpose other than setting up a joke so him coming off the plane sets up him bagging into the luggage thing and that sets up the car running down the hill and him shooting the car and all that kind of stuff. Everybody get the um, point. That the scene where he puts the microphone on, uh, the microphone doesn't work. He gets his, he yeah. gets the other person thing. All that is doing is setting up him taking a piss on a microphone. Yeah,
1: he does also introduce <laughs> the queen coming to visit, but
0: a little bit. But she sets it up, and then everything Leslie Nielsen says is completely unnecessary. Total. It's just, box. Like, it's one of the few films I I have watched where a fart noise actually is oh my god that is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life like if you watch Deadpool and he farts you go that's cheap come on Deadpool better you're better than that but actually no, no. naked gun they, they make it work. it's just a fart, the fart noise it's just, it's, so, it's just so
1: casting come on I know you've got another couple in the bag
0: so the queen impersonator oh god she was the queen was, impersonator uh,
1: really that was what she yeah. did yeah
0: shocker big news on this podcast it, it's exclusive it's an exclusive on the podcast She was a uh, queen impersonator, and apparently uh, shooting overrun, as it does, overran, I should say, uh, as it does, and she said, um, oh, I've been paid to go to a birthday party, so I have to go, and they're like, no, you can't go, we haven't finished shooting, so they had to pay her $20,000, so I'm laughing, because do you think she got paid $20,000 to go to the birthday party? They had to pay her this insane amount of money to stay, because her agent was like, oh, in a Hollywood film, I'm going to be the most extortionate bastard in the world. Which is amazing, amazing. So she made $50,000 for like three hours' work. And all she had to do was essentially get humped by Leslie Nielsen. And wave. And wave, and wave, yeah, and wave. One of the best characters is the scientist Ted. Ted. Who is played by Ed Williams. Which um, is
1: blatantly Q, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely Ted yeah.
1: is in the... Um, he's in the original TV, squad, TV ...but yeah. nowhere near to the same degree. As
0: featured kind of thing, yeah. Like, yeah. So, so that bloke is a um, high school teacher of one of the crew's kids who were like, Hey, do you know who'd be good for this character? Is this guy that teaches my kids science? I like the way that so the sky. run
1: casting. Yeah, they so so normally you just sky. get an agent. Yeah. and and fill the roles. No, they're the, like actually the gonna, hands or something. We're like, going to get him in. We, we need somebody who he's got not a really mad good scientist. look
0: because he's never acted before or since, except for Police Squad and uh, Naked Gun movies. And they just got him in. They just got him. in. Not a bad hit. No. Yeah. Um.
1: I think for what it's worth, he does also get some amazing scenes.
0: Those scenes are they're my favourite, really. I mean, I think part of the reason I love that scene is Al like Al who by the way is every time you see Al who is a big ass tall guy that's a different tall guy every time there's not a guy (laughs) there's not an owl guy it's like I'm not kidding it's like nine different guys he's just tall (laughs) as fuck and they just like oh we need a really tall person and they just Just it was almost it it almost feels like the way they talk about it on the commentary is like oh we just went outside and found a really tall guy his head would be out of frame it's not a consistent owl guy it's not like oh that's no no. It's just the same,
1: but no. Ed introduces the um, the shoe, which is full on James Bond. Which is amazing,
0: but and then the it cufflinks. turns into
1: a Swiss Army knife.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> which immediately takes James Bond and goes, and my, and, "You're and, ridiculous." And
0: two of my two of my favourite things are the cufflinks, which pay off later, but the looking in the microscope when he's like, "I can't see anything." Use your open, open eye. eye <laughs> and when he stands up, indignant about how Nordberg is not a drug dealer, and he stood up, and he's still got one eye closed, and he like weirdly blinks open the eye oh fucking hell like that's that's the appeal of this film is it like this film is a terrible film it's a terrible film and it's not as good as airplane in any way but fucking makes me laugh so much every single time leslie Nielsen putting his head up with one eye closed it's like what are you doing it's so funny it's just so dumb that it is absolutely amazing. I absolutely love it. Absolutely. The fact that
1: he zooms in so far, he cracks the slide. <laughs> yeah. But he then just stays But the only, the only
0: part of that joke is the noise of cracking the slide. There's yeah. no, like, pan to it or anything like that. No, no. So many, the difference with this film, with it's so many, subtle. like, modern comedies, is uh, that, but it, it, it's weird because it redefines subtle because, like, modern comedies will immediately cut to the slide breaking or any of that kind of stuff.
1: Met you. This movie is <laughs> the most
0: heavy-handed slapstick movie in the history of the universe. It is. But it's still subtle. But it's overlaid with. But that's what I mean. It's still subtle in comparison to the I mean, again, I we know we've now.
1: got more to get on with, but actually the Ed Lab scene I think is the first time in the entire of that film yeah, where um, you get... It's definitely in Police Squad a yep. lot. But yeah, yeah, yeah. where just... you've got the captain, your well, that head,
0: Al, you've got something on the side of your mouth. Is like no,
1: and they <laughs> they basically they walk towards. Come on, come into the lab. I've got something to show you. And, and they walk towards the step. lab. Yeah. And Drebben, without even thinking about it, just walks round the side of the. Yeah, step. yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's, it's not spoken about. It, and it's, it's beautiful because
0: that... unless you know it's there, yeah, or unless you notice it. You don't notice it. But that's, that's why it got cancelled as a TV show in the 80s, is that it was one of those things where people just didn't get it. Like, now... Now, we are avid viewers of television. We look at every single thing. Like, shit like Lost and stuff like that means you have to look at every single tiny detail of the television show to get every single tiny reference and what it means. But this is just like a fuck-about comedy show that you have to actually pay attention to. If you just listen to Naked Gun... Mm-hmm. It's not very funny.
1: No. I mean, it's funny enough. That there's a few it's, games yeah, were and good what jokes have you, stuff, but... You know.
0: Is this some kind of bust? Yes, it's very impressive, but we just have a few <laughs> questions. Cigarettes? Yes, it is. Like, you know, like... But that's what I mean, like... Nowadays, that is the dumbest kind of joke.
1: Would but you like God a God help nightcap? me, that is a
0: funny... Yeah, would you like a nightcap? No, thank exactly. you. I don't wear them. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just so funny. Like, it's shit like... Like, when they say, do you pr- practice... When... So... Well, let's talk about Priscilla Presley first. Before okay, we get to gone
1: because we've got two more major cast members that so, we haven't talked about. Priscilla
0: Presley. Well, we'll come on to OJ, but <laughs> Priscilla Presley, when she comes down the stairs, which is an homage to not an homage, it's directly ripped off of for "Well, My Lovely." Um, she comes down the stairs. She falls down the stairs. Much funnier to see her fall out of frame and then stand back up again. Seeing her fall down the stairs wouldn't have been as funny, but anyway, nope. she's not a comedian. She, well, fucking hell, she's not an actor, an actress really, but. It, she's so good he directly quotes for Oh My Lovely when she's like she gave me a look she gave me a look that I could feel in my hip pocket that's not a Zucker line that's a movie with Humphrey Bogart in it that's a direct quote I'm guessing that she had the kind <laughs> of
1: legs I could suck on for a day is <laughs> no, not
0: well that one is that one is <laughs> that one is a joke yeah she walks into the door frame all that kind of stuff you know he walks into the room and she's boiling the beef. <laughs> How do you I like boil- your meat? No, How no, hot and no. wet do you the like the your roast. I boiled it,
1: And um, just that. Just that.
0: How do you like your meat? How hot and wet do you like your meat? Awfully wet. And <laughs> awfully hot. Like, Very so wet fucking and awfully good. hot. You know. And like, all the big lines, my most disliked lines of this film are the big ones. So like, nice beaver, thanks I just had it stuffed. Now that is legit Genius. But it is nowhere near the funniest line in no. that, in that and scene. And to be
1: honest, it also... There are certain points, I say that... Like, walking around the side of the set, there's the yeah. eye closed, there's the... um it's uh, the so self-aware, stuff. yeah. But there are certain moments that are literally there just because they were like, oh, we need something funny here.
0: Yeah, absolutely, And yeah, nice yeah.
1: beaver, I've just had it stuffed. It's like, that does nothing.
0: Okay, well, they're literally like, oh, well, this scene hasn't got a laugh in it, let's make him say nice yeah. beaver or something. And, like... Like I say, oh, the comedy serves the plot in so bitter? many movies. But this, the plot of this film, last night when I was watching it for the umpteenth time this week, I thought to myself, "What even is this film about?" Like, um, Ric- Ricardo Montalban is a heroin smuggler at the beginning of the film, and it's like, "Oh my god, he's sm- smuggling heroin!" But then, weirdly, it transitions into how he's trying to assassinate the queen. Why? Seriously, why are they? Try- oh, I'm asking you, why are they trying to assassinate no the idea. queen? Because it doesn't fucking matter. It serves all the jokes they're trying to make. I'm trying to work out if there is actually a point where
1: they do they do, do a handoff. No, there's not. There's, no, there is. There's... He gets one of his gang member cartel guys in.
0: No, he co- Pap Schmier comes to see the Pap Schmier, Well, that's a whole thing unto itself. <laughs> comes, <laughs> comes into the office and he gets his secretary <laughs> to nearly kill him, right? So the secretary, by the way, the secretary, by the way, who nearly kills Pap Schmier is David Zucker's mum. Br- uh, what? David Zucker's mum. What? That's his mum so you know the old secretary I must kill kill, Babshmir yeah that's his mum that's his mum so she makes him say all this fucked up shit and it's his mum and apparently she's like well why do I have to curse so much and he's like it's for the movie mum are you supporting me or not he's like 40 years old at this point (laughs) so good
1: okay so the plot is completely
0: so the plot is completely secondary it doesn't matter it's got Khan in it It's got O.J. in it, who was a very famous football star at the time.
1: That's O.J. Simpson, by the way, in case you're not aware. So in
0: 1995, two big things happened to O.J. Simpson. Go on. You got nominated for a Razzie for for a naked gun, 33 and a third. And also something else happened to him.
1: It can't have been as bad as the Razzie.
0: Two things happened to him, but one of them was a Razzie. Definitely one of them was a Razzie. (laughs) And I highly recommend the commentary of this film because every time he's sneaking around, they, are, they, just make, they just make OJ jokes. So at the beginning when he's sneaking around on the dock, um, they, they, the, the commentary, they're talking together, it's talking about the making of the movie and how bad the props are and stuff. And the director just says, and this is actual footage of OJ or this is the film now? Like, <laughs> it is that level. You know when he kicks in the door? My, one of my favorite moments when he kicks in the door and his foot just goes through the door. He bursts in, he's got the gun, and one of the directors, one of the writers just says, this was a hard scene to film because um, guns aren't really OG's weapon. <laughs> like, it's all the way through, it's amazing. And that scene is incredible when he says, police, drop your weapons, and that one guy... One guy, guy he does it. Oh, fuck. And, and, and then
1: bends down to pick it burns up. Burns his
0: hand, burns his hand, falls onto the paint, gets his window, hand cut in the window, falls onto the wedding cake, like... That's what I'm saying. Is like the plot is a completely secondary thing. It's just there to service, like, well, let's make a silly dick joke and, and laugh. It, a it,
1: massive it, amount. of pretty, very well done slapstick.
0: And it's, weirdly, it's one of those things, though. You know Herman and the oh. Hermits? Yep. Woke up this morning feeling fine. And they do uh, the MTV da-da. pastiche. Yep. So don't forget that MTV was a new thing then. Yeah. It was a new thing. It was, you know, it was a, it was a joke. My favourite thing about that is, at the end, they've wet down the streets. So this is the thing that people don't realise about films, which is really super fucking obvious, is every time there is a film, every time there is a scene in a film where it is night, they spray the road with water because it makes it shiny. Mm -hmm. So it makes all the street lamps reflect in the water, right? So it looks much prettier. This will now wreck your life. This fact will wreck your life. Every film you ever watch from now on you will go, well, it wasn't raining in the scene before. Why is the road so wet? Because cinema. Because it looks better. It looks way better. And I, I, realized, I was thinking about this last night. And I was like, geez, it, it's so obvious in this movie, admittedly, I've got to say. But, yeah, but that, that will blow your mind. That will blow your mind. Talking of the uh, commentary, um, it is an actual shitstorm of trying to learn actual things about this film. Because it's the director the writer Pat Proft the director David Zucker and the uh, and the producer whose name I forget um, talking about making of the film and they are riffing so much it is almost impossible to discern what is real and what is not example when I was, when I was making notes about this movie I wrote down you know the you know at the end they've got the um, baseball they're at the baseball stadium yeah and, and they've, they've got the singer Enrico something uh, yeah like that guy they said uh, it's such a shame because we asked Pavarotti and he said no and I wrote it down. And then upon reflection today, I was like, oh, no, that was definitely bollocks. <laughs> they never asked Pavarotti, are you insane? Are you insane? They never asked Pavarotti. There is so much stuff like that. It is, it is so hard. But there are, there are nuggets. Like, and There is just a
1: little bit of me that, not to cast doubt at this point, no. but given the quality of the rest of the cast... I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't actually ask Pavarotti.
0: They might. They may well want it done. To be fair, I mean, no. Yeah, no, exactly. I think they were just chancing their arm. Like it was so, like by the seat of your pants, making this film. So kind of, so basically half-assed. It was just, like I say, it's just in service of the movie. So, like, you know, the bit when um, Priscilla Presley says she wants to meet. He wants to meet you. Ludwig wants to meet you at the meatpacking plant at ten o'clock. And they meet that and they meet just that insanely cartoonish meatpacking plant with all the big silos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but straight right?
1: out like a Batman comic or something.
0: So that's a real location. That's an I, actual well, I assume they didn't build it. That's an actual meatpacking plant that they lit so badly, they talk about that in the commentary. It looks like Batman three. It looks fake. And they said they said the biggest problem we had with this film is we never got any production value because we go to actual actual locations and they'd light it so badly it looked fake like that looks like a set right yeah so there's so many bits so (laughs) when they're in the uh, when they're in the uh, baseball place for example at the end baseball stadium at the end so the exterior they're meant to be the Angels Los Angeles Angels baseball stadium so the exteriors are Los Angeles Angels the interiors are Los Angeles Dodgers and every time they cut away to the crowd it's the (laughs) it's Wrigley Field which is in Chicago and some random football game at a different stadium altogether. So if you notice the whole way through that la- the third act, all of those shots are so close together. So close in because they had 80 extras. So if you actually pay attention, you look at all of those shots, it's the same motherfuckers in the background every single time wearing different t-shirts because they had no money because it, it was a fucking naked gun film. It's so good. It's and, and like, it's, they are so inventive in making you believe that it's a bigger world. Like the opening credits, right? So like the car drive, you know... Well, this is... Yeah, You've got a police
1: car with the red uh, dome light With the red dome light,
0: yeah. So that's um, different size... So that's a section of roof well, with I a light on it. it might be. But it's also, it's a cart, but it's also different size carts and roofs and lights.
1: Depending on which kind of, size on of doorway they it's are. to go exactly. through. Exactly. So
0: David Zucker is one of the people, he's a cameo, he's the guy that's hanging the picture. Oh,
1: right. Okay. And he jumps
0: out the way. Like, But all of that stuff, they had to make different, different, uh, different ways because of different sizes. So, you know, they had to go on the roller coaster yeah. and they keep saying, <laughs> well, you know, these days you just do digital and blah, 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 blah. Apparently it was just a massive effort for them to put an actual film stock camera, a thirty-five mm film stock camera, on the front of a on the front of a roller coaster, then put the rig there and then also keep the vomit out of the way. Because all if you imagine you're on a roller coaster and you're being thrown around and up and down and everything, now imagine you're trying to sit look perfectly stop camera. still and you're trying to look through the eyepiece of a camera. They said it was a nightmare. So it was Perfectly shot from the front, but at the back, it was just a film camera absolutely coated in vomit. They were just so fucked up trying to do it. You know, like, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that I do think it's so inventive. Like, when the... One of my favorite pieces, when the doctor is uh, triggered to kill O.J. Simpson. Yep. So he's in the the hospital, he throws the cushion at him, and then the cushion hits his face, and he's like, ah! which is a joke from Police Squad, which is a brilliant, movie. Yep. But, but, brilliant. He reaches over OJ, puts his crotch in the face, all that kind of stuff, which again is a joke from Police Squad. Um, but when the doctor eventually crashes into the Chinese fireworks shop, because obviously, uh... there, is, there is a moment where the camera, it cuts to black, it shows a door with a window, and the camera crashes through the glass. And there is a moment where it's like, there's a weird amount of, like, commitment to the to the bit. You could have shown that guy on that missile. You could have shown him flying towards the shop and you could have shown, shown the explosion. But they show a close-up of that guy crashing through the glass and stuff. There's such a commitment to the piece, which is, I think, what makes it so good. What makes it so good. You could remake it. I mean, motherfuckers have made, like... Scary movie four and stuff like that since then, and they're just not as good because they're a half ass in comparison.
1: They just worked out that they could do the dick j- jokes, they could do the funniness, yeah, and absolutely, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, if you farts, we'll just cut away and everyone will laugh, so fuck it, you know. So, one of my favorite things is really the end of the film, which is the it becomes a bit of a, a trope which they started with this film, which is like the funny credits, you know, like. Uh, no ducks were harmed in the making of this film, like in Monty Python and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, something that I really like about this film, and it sounds really dumb, is that... So, you know when they're driving the car, Stephanie's driving the car, and there is the truck driver who comes up the other way, and he says, Fuck you, lady! And he gives her the finger.
1: Yeah. Right? So no, like, I know he almost, the, like, almost, those almost those says kind anything, of, What I'm saying is
0: those kind of roles. So, when they're billed in the credits, he's billed as the fuck you, lady. So... Otherwise, it'd be like man one, man two, truck driver, girl three, whatever. So, in the credits, it's all their lines. If they've got one line, it's their line as their billing, so you can recognize who it is. The I don't know why. I really, really like that. Like, the advice. guy is like,
1: Steve you should have McElroy. seen the
0: other guy. If that's his one line, that would be his credit. And I actually, I really like that. I think that's a, really cool, that's a really cool thing. A really cool thing. So, that's really what I have for production. Um, because... Be honest, it's naked gun, so there isn't actually, no one's ever written a book about naked gun being made. Yet. Yet? Or maybe <laughs> I will now. I've spent the last two weeks learning everything zeepals. there is to know about naked gun. They made two of them? They made two of them. And in a load of extra bits, but they made two of them. Well, I'm guessing because,
1: sorry, I've, I forget, they made they naked made gun and, for how much?
0: So they made it for 12 million.
1: And it made. 80. So you can kind of see so, why they went down the sequel but altogether, route. altogether,
0: the three of them they made for sixty million, which means that the other two cost them fifty million. They must cost them twenty-five, uh, 25 million, million a each to so double the. I don't know if you, I don't know if our listeners have seen the second one or third one. Let me put it like this: the other day, I uh, well, the other day uh, we decided we were doing this for the podcast, so I bought all three of them on Blu-ray. First of all, don't buy the Blu-ray; it's not worth it. There's no point. The first they one's amazing. it at all? Absolutely, not at all. I watched the second one. It was diminishing returns, to say the least. I haven't watched the third one, because fuck it. It can't be better than the second one, and the second one is really bad. But anyway, so as I said before, the second one is a, a holdover of all the jokes that they had from the first one that they didn't get to make. And the first one was such a smash hit, they got to make a second. But they did do a number of things, because the characters are quintessential. So... They did those famous... in Only in the UK, by the way, those uh, Rolling Red Cider commercials. Yeah, yeah. Which is only in the UK. Those were not in America or Canada or anything like that. No.
1: Hey, no, you uh, in the I shadows, UK. and
0: it's Hank Marvin coming out and shit.
1: Which, by the way, is brilliant.
0: That is. But that's that feels much more like Police Squad than Naked Gun.
1: Yes, although and my, you could argue that the two... Yeah. My, my no amazing
0: idea. fact... Oh, oh, for what? you oh, what? I, oh yeah what oh I'm, I'm turning the tape. we have an amazing fact I've got an amazing fact go on what do you think the last time those characters appeared was thinking you know they're trying to promote different movies and that kind of stuff and the third one came out in 1993
1: it's not it's, it's a lot more recent than you might think but I can't remember why it's not no it is a lot more recent so than you, in think.
0: 1994 Rob yeah at WWF SummerSlam, that's it. The Undertaker, they were looking
1: for the Undertaker. The, uh,
0: did you already know that? That's I amazing. Did. And I uh, hunted high and low to find this on YouTube. Because I
1: was briefly fourteen in 1994, well,
0: and who wasn't? <laughs> but well, the Undertaker what, was a lot missing, of um, and Frank Drebin had to be called out to get on the case. Yeah. So apparently, because WWE had recently bought WCW, who were not ashamed of. I'm don't forget the WCW, WCW. You don't once really
1: give a shit about what WWF is, or WWE, or WW anything, unless you think it's actually a panda saving the planet. Feel free to tune out now.
0: Don't forget that WCW once featured Robocop. He was a marshal of a, of a, of a match. If you got thrown out of the ring and you tried to run away, Robocop is going to shoot you. Also, David Arquette. Was Let's have a conversation about what we actually think about this film.
1: Is this our ratings? It's our ratings. Is that well, jingle here?
0: It's our ratings. The people have been waiting to know what we think.
1: Also, of the film we that we chose to
0: jingle. Anyway,
1: yeah. Oh. Should I go first or do you want to go first?
0: I would prefer you went first because okay. I'm gonna just shout. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, this one's tricky it is because tricky. not gonna lie, I had a massive amount of love for police squad. Sure The original six oh, yeah. episodes I, yeah, yeah. Which I had on VHS I think
0: Which is far superior yeah.
1: um, There <laughs> were bits of this that I was convinced Were actually in later movies Yeah Like significant parts yeah, yeah. of the plot uh, I
0: had the same thing I'm sure this is in third, yeah. third-, third-, third. I The whole queen
1: thing. with I the legs round is The first
0: time we watched it with Carolina I kept saying to her I love in the second film when this happens And then 20 minutes later I was like Oh right okay
1: But I watched it for the first time last week in probably a decade yeah, I watched it with my wife Who yep. had also not watched it for a very long time I remembered almost all of it I noticed a couple of new bits And as a piece of pure mindless comedy
0: You had a nice time
1: It holds up Yeah As a piece of great cinema nah, That's not why you go here
0: when we when the vote was in and we decided we were doing this film and by we decided the people told us all eight of them presumably. I think it was I, seven. Actually. I watched the film and as always I like. The reason this podcast exists is I get to use it as an excuse to buy the films we the review on Blu- Blu-ray. It's really good. Most of them I already own, but uh, that's shockingly, the reason
1: this podcast exists. Shockingly,
0: shut up. Shockingly, I shockingly I didn't own the Naked Gun trilogy on Blu-ray. My first review is, the, the Blu-ray is terrible, but anyway, we'll get into that later. But I watched it through the first time, and I laughed like a goddamn broken drain. Like, I, I mean, nothing makes me laugh more. I, everything in it, every look Lizzie Nielsen get, gives, everything, that every, every line he gives, every piece of prop in the background, everything made me laugh so much. Looking at it academically, I Don't. guess... But looking at academically, by which I mean as background for this podcast, I also watched all of Police Squad, watched all the other movies, watched all the Zucker movies, watched Sledgehammer, different contemporary parody TV shows of the time and all that kind of stuff. It took some of the shine off it. Police Squad is legit quintessential. It is one of the funniest things in the whole universe. Is this some kind of bust? It's very impressive, but I just want to ask you a few questions. Cigarettes? Yes, it is. That's amazing. That is, oh my God, I want to die. That's so funny. Reusing it in Naked Gun, it just, it just feels like I think this is a, this an amazing is movie
1: my is that for people that alone, haven't seen all the background. Funny, it's no. raucous. Yeah. and um, We'll talk taking a little alone. bit about very, what that thing. means. But you have to take it alone. Taking it in the context of what it could have been, yeah. it feels a little like they cheapened it and simplified it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. They they they, they knew they made a TV show that was very complicated and it got cancelled, so they simplified it and they made it into an hour and a half film. This movie is 82 minutes long. They They turned it into 82 minutes and they simplified it and they cheapened it a little bit. I definitely think they took a lot of the... And it's not to say that the wagon TV show is edgy or something, but they just... It doesn't have the same thing as, like... Air, I watched Airplane last night, as we discussed earlier. Airplane is fucking on the money. Airplane is on the money. Because they're not retreading No, it grounds and they're yeah. not
1: trying to make something else yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Even Airplane has its moments, as in its sure. negative moments. Right, so anyway, we need to give it a score.
0: So, Beavers... Of to be beavers, it's gonna right? be beavers I'm still gonna give it four beavers out of five beavers. I'm still gonna give it four beavers. No, you know what? I'm changing my mind. I'm
1: gonna give it three and a half beavers. Three point five beavers was my score.
0: Oh really? We are three in total. Are.
1: If only because it is a great movie, you will laugh your ass off if you yeah. pay attention. And you will you- see some amazing comedy, some amazing uh, straight man acting. Yeah, amazing yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. snapstick. And if you but, shut up and don't be a douchebag like we're being right now, if you just shut up and watch it, then you'll really enjoy it. And it'll be fun, definitely. Couldn't recommend it more. So we've given it three and a half. Do you what know what does that means? The
1: internet think of it, Mike.
0: Well, let me, Rob. Let me tell you about the internet. I mean,
1: the scary thing is that, firstly, this is we've done this before with movies that have been around for ages. So I
0: well. Let's let let's go into one star reviews.
1: It's Amazon One Star Reviews
0: One Star Review on Amazon. From a coward. Oh. An Amazon customer. Oh. Cowards About Blu-ray quality. <laughs> <laughs> right? Cool. I don't we really want You were never gonna do a four K a four K remastering of naked fucking gun, but okay. Fine. Tom Bob from April 2016 says nice try, but not my thing. He says, managed to find it funny but boring when, I, when it first came out. Three so he's old. Thought I'd try again many years later and just couldn't hang on with all the overly worn humour. Nice try. I've never heard a more personal
1: review in my life. Also, Tom Bob, you've got two first names.
0: Yeah, exactly. First of all, Tom Bob, fuck off. Second of all, if you don't like it, that's up to you. It's, uh, that's fine. It's it's not really an Amazon review if you're just like, it's not for me. All right. Not my cup of tea. That's not a review of the film, but uh, but okay, we'll move on. Okay, what else we got? Irene Sherry. Irene Sherry of May 2016 just says, sucked. Fair enough. That's a legit review.
1: But Who did she suck?
0: No, she just said it sucked. She didn't like it. Didn't no? like it.
1: Oh.
0: Brenda Stewart says... Sorry, what? Brenda Stewart from oh. July 2016 says, Totally slapstick. Not my taste. Right? Okay. Not really a critique of the There's film. There's trend here. Okay. No, 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 okay. Well, so okay. not
1: your taste, one star.
0: Now I've got two very special things here. Oh. As I I'd like to find my weirdos... This one I have chosen because his name is Mike Rules. So, Mike, no, that's the next one. Mike Rules is this one. Mike Rules. Thank you. Thank you very much, Amazon guy. You're right. Mike does rule. Mike does rule. April 2014. Mike does rule. And the name of this review is a A Very Bad Movie. And the review is Don't Waste Your Time. Awful film. It's hard to watch all the way to the end. It tries way too hard to be funny. I traded this in right after I watched it. It has no rewatch value. Do yourself a favor. Do something else for the hour and a half that it takes to watch this film. Now, people might be asking, this is a very uninteresting review, Mike. Why have you included it? I've included it because his name is Mike Rules. And having looked at his other reviews, it turns out that Mike, in fact, does not rule. He's Mike loves the good wife. Oh, he loves a good wife. But he doesn't he care for this? Also doesn't care for The Shining. Too much sex in, in The Shining. Shining. Hates hates the sex in The Shining. Okay. So now I'm going to move on to our final one-star review. Here you go with Mike rules. rules.
1: Mike Rules. But he does rule. Traded it in.
0: In Mike's defense, he does rule. <laughs> but it was written in 2014, so I assume the blockbuster was still the thing.
1: Maybe hey. he traded
0: it in for "So I Married an ex Murderer."
1: Or maybe he'd trade it in for another first season box set of The Good Wife. I hope so. I am, three, maybe. Because he really but likes them. Um, you can never have too many. He
0: doesn't like, um, like um, plastic clothes hampers. He doesn't like all films of any variety or another. Uh, he doesn't like, like Apocalypse Now. He doesn't like Platoon. He doesn't like any. He certainly doesn't like. But, but, you know, he does really, really, really like The Good Wife. So, you know what, Mike? Good luck. And thank you, I echo the sentiment, Mike does rule. So, I do want to move on to what I would like to refer to the um, mentally ill hour of This is Fucked Up. Welcome, weird.
1: ladies and gentlemen, to <laughs> Crazy Time.
0: pam pam, pam pam pam, making fun of the mentally ill. You know, the good stuff. So, this person is called Nicholas Rapier. Or Rapier. Nicolas Ra-py. Or Rapier. I think it's Rapier. It's like written like a rapier. Uh, like a rapier like but I, I think I think he, well he doesn't seem like anyway so he wrote this in 2004 jumping from a rock is the name of this wait what <laughs> no wait wait <laughs> I laughed until I dropped my secrets on the floor then I laughed again and had to jump to a higher ground because secrets grow up high like wild weeds Fortunato Prethora bids you a farewell a fun farewell but I'll be watching, believe me, I will, because I am Fortunato plethora. Now there are Hang t- on. Just, just
1: let's, let's take, it take it for a, a moment. let's let it
0: sit for a second In
1: fact, can I, can I read that?
0: Oh you can. Well, Mom is. I should say that in these situations ordinarily I,
1: I put until I drop my secrets on the floor In these situations ordinarily I, I get an absolute shitload of reviews to by that ground. person. Because secrets grow high like wild weeds.
0: So, ordinarily, I give one or two different reviews by that reviewer because they're funny and whatever. But Fortunato Plethora is so prolific and I am not kidding, I highly encourage our listeners Google Fortunato Plethora. F-O-R-T-U-N-A-T-O new word, P-L-E-F P-L-E-T-H-O-R-A. Google that, because he is so prolific. prolific. It is amazing. Fortunato Bathora has got opinions on everything from nappies to bikes to films to everything. And all of them are written like that. That's not really an opinion. No, no, it's not an opinion at all.
1: I mean, it might be a
0: high He's either seriously mentally ill, or he is like steve coogan inhabiting a comedic character that the larger community has not been aware of it is it is incredible i I highly recommend it what we should talk about which is probably the biggest thing about naked gun is it's not a very good film but it does have an insane legacy like the zucker brothers between this and airplane have an insane legacy this will incorporate our recommendations for other films if you like this then you should watch this chances are if you watch this you already know what I'm talking about but it's got an enormous legacy right huge Thanks. I mean also <laughs> hang on before we get onto,
1: <laughs> before we get on to um, insane legacy also it builds on the shoulders of giants this is a movie that takes um, yep. physical slapstick and yep. continues it on and this, this is, is definitely like Buster building, Keaton style shit this is right? definitely
0: building on like airplane and that kind of thing no like earlier 100%. way
1: earlier than that sure. this is the Marx Brothers one hundred percent. one hundred percent is a Marx Brothers. And one hundred percent is It's the, right. uh, the the three stooges for physical.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's and clearly Well, that is what cinema. these guys grew up watching. They they are like. There's nothing. I there's nothing funnier than a pie in the face. There's nothing funnier than a pie in the face. And there are pies in the face a number of times during this movie. People falling over in the aisles, and they fall into somebody eating a custard pie of some variety or another. Like, I mean, like I say. Just the Zucker movies alone, Airplane, Top Secret, Kentucky Fried movie, ugh, Scary Movie Three and Four. They're all they're all movies that you should definitely check out if you like this kind of thing. Or just watch Airplane and then call it a day.
1: Oh, Airplane 2, which is also amazing.
0: And, and the hotshot movies. Hotshot movies are Jim Abrahams, who is the director of Airplane and one I mean, of the thing of this. is, this. There
1: were three minds at work here. There's yeah, yeah. Jim Abrams, there's David Zucker and, and... Jerry Zucker. There's yeah, Zucker, Zucker
0: Brothers and Jim Abrams, yeah. And, and Pat Proft, who is a, a writer that is uh, a common denominator amongst all of them. And actually, he's one of those things where it's like Zucker and Abrahams, but actually Pat Proft is, is the one... Uh, Thing between them that they will share um, and arguably is the funny part of it if I'm honest
1: and the thing is you can chase any one of those down and you will find a whole bunch of movies 100% that are more or less in the same vein
0: even the fucking not another teenager movie and stuff I mean I hate those movies but if you want to laugh at fart jokes
1: you're right also if you like like immediately relevant but very soon irrelevant pastiche Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah yeah So the first two Scary Movie movies are made by the Wayans brothers, right? So they got their start by doing these kind of pastiche comedy movies, but in black culture. Mm -hmm. So, like, the Scary Movie 1 is Scary Movie 2. There's Don't Drink Juice in South Central or whatever other fucking movies go, all that kind of shit. And those are amazing, provided you've watched lots of Spike Lee films and then you get all the pastiche. One of the funniest jokes of all time in Scary Movie 2, I love it so much, when they say, "What would your last words to the victim have been?" She's been running across her front garden, being murdered. And they, what? What's the? First, what's the last words that you would have said to the victim? Run, bitch! Run! Like I, it's so fucking good. The first time you watch it, that's so fucking funny. Like all that stuff. And like I mean, okay, white chicks, little man, all that kind of Wines Brothers stuff. It's terrible. It's horrendous. It's so fucking offensive. But. It is born out of this stuff. It is born out of this stuff.
1: It is. I mean, I'd also say that you can claim, if not direct connection, then inspiration for things like the American Pie series. Absolutely, yeah, Uh, absolutely. Pretty much anything that you... And don't
0: forget everything by Broken Lizard. Super Troopers, Beer Fest, all that kind of stuff. And these are good comedies, right? And Super Troopers. (laughs) Super Troopers is a movie we should be talking about on this podcast. We shouldn't be talking about this, Well, we'll get to S in due course. That is a
1: legit... And we can't incredible use because that went well.
0: <laughs> yeah, because Star Wars was awesome and not at all polarizing.
1: I mean, Broken got, Lizard is you've incredible. Got, you've got additional cultural um, attachments. You've got shit like uh, Family Guy.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Which, Family Guy, yeah. Very yeah, animated. The, Seth MacFarlane is a person because of these films. Yeah. Although I would make one small argument. These films are a film and Seth MacFarlane is a person because of Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks is years beyond these guys Young mm. Frankenstein came out in like 74 mm. mm. yeah alright I mean fucking I mean, hell I'll I mean, give you his sir you, you, know, you know Mel Brooks wrote a joke in this film so when he's being the, the um, umpire at the uh, baseball stadium yeah and the guy and the sw- and the batter swings back yeah. and on the backswing he hits him it in the face he hits him in the face that's a Mel Brooks joke he <laughs> phoned him up and said oh if you're going to do that you should definitely just get him to hit him in the face that's really funny but like, Amazing. You know, like Spaceballs, are like you—I mean—you've got to watch Spaceballs. You've got to watch Spaceballs. Space all of all so of Norfolk's. basically
1: anything that claims to be funny and actually is, pretty much derives from this.
0: But there is one new ah. thing that I don't know if you know or not that you should definitely be watching, and the listener should be watching yeah. if you like that. And Go that on. is a TV show called Angie Tribeca. So it's got Rashida Jones in it, who is from—she's uh, Anne from Parks and Recreation—and it is. You know, Police Squad, it's that. She's a cop, and it's that. But it's got an insane cast. So, like, if they need to have a dead body, it'll be like Brad Pitt lying on the floor dead. It'll just be, like, an insane... It is exactly that thing This is
1: Police Squad's, like... uh, Because Police Squad used to do the... Police Squad used to do the guest star thing.
0: Yeah, right? yeah. When they died during the Whereas, first like, credits. Guest yeah, starring yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: William Shatner, but he died, he died in the, the opening, opening credits. Credit but
0: it, Andrew Tribeca is almost a direct copy of of Police Squad, and it is fucking absolutely brilliant. It really is. If you like this kind of humour, you will absolutely love it. I can't recommend it more. There are three series of it now. There are three series of it now. I can't recommend it enough. It doesn't get any press or anything at all because it's just fart jokes.
1: So, any other recommendations?
0: As I say, I mean, you've just got to watch all of the Mel Brooks movies. You've just got to watch all of the Abrams movies when you're watching all the Hot Shots movies and that kind of stuff. If you want pure, beautiful comedic parody, you just watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. There's never been a movie which is so of a spirit with Naked Gun I like that film. It's such a parody of all the other films that have come before that it, it just nails all the tropes. It just nails all the tropes. Also, swords.
1: You've been listening to the movie segment of We're Drunk and We Know Things, recorded in front of uh, an indifferent ping-pong-playing audience in JB's Smokehouse. The hippinest, hopinest, uh It's a bar in St. Helia, they've got a ton of craft beer. We're, we're drinking Lupaloid by Beavertown, and powered by Shrimp Fishy Watsits. This episode was produced by Falco Lombardi. And coming up next time, we'll be discussing Onion Routing, a.k.a. Tor. And Ocean's 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, which nobody ever does. Or... Send us a message on Twitter, at WDAWKT. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow Mike home once or twice. See this car. Uh, he doesn't, he, he doesn't realise his mic isn't plugged in. Anyway, until next month, we love you. I don't know about you, but I feel quite i I've a bit random, of
0: Eve in my life because he's fucking. I'm too fucking drunk now. Oh, there is literally nothing I'd rather do than this. <laughs> okay. How do you do it second every time? All right. All right. Why don't you shut up and let me get on with it then? So yeah. So uh, initially they. Uh, sorry, I am struggling. I'm too pissed. Well, that'll learn ya. That's why we got you that. I'm sorry. I don't like going second. It's really bad. (laughs) I'm really trying. I'm sorry, guys. This is really bad. It's going to be really hard. hard Fuck off.
1: Coming up next week, we'll be talking about onion rooting, onions, and Ocean's Eleven.
0: My favourite thing is that we've both said next week, but we actually mean next month.
1: (laughs) I'm doing that again, clearly.